0: Hello and welcome to this month's Patreon Preview. If you are curious about Patreon and want to hear what is available if you sign up, then please stick around for this episode. I mention Patreon on every episode, so at the beginning of each month, I'm going to give you a little preview of what is available on patreon.com forward slash stories. You can sign up for Patreon for either $2 or $5 a month to get all main and mini episodes of Real Life Ghost Stories completely ad-free. There are also extra film reviews, giveaways, bonus Q&As and much, much more. Remember, Patreon is entirely flexible and you can delete your pledge instantly at any time. For $2 a month, you get access to over 50 episodes of bonus content. And for $5 a month, you get access to over 150 extra episodes. Every Monday, I release an episode of Tiny Tales on the $5 tier. Sometimes it's a collection of spooky stories, sometimes it's a special guest episode where a knowledgeable person comes on and tells their own paranormal tales. And lately, once a month we've been doing a No Sleep special, where we find the scariest stories from the depths of the internet. For today's preview, you'll be hearing a snippet of an episode of Tiny Tales, which is available at $5 a month on patreon.com forward slash Stories. Most of the stories I have heard about poltergeists are negative, so here is one that I believe tried to help my flatmates and me. It started as low-level annoyance. However, a year after I moved to the flat, it seemed to me that the poltergeist tried to warn me of impending danger, implying it as some sort of premonition. This, of course, is my subjective interpretation. I'm a professional artist But my greatest love in life is the natural world. Animals, insects, botany and astronomy. I was never afraid of the dark. I often went wild camping by myself and had lived happily alone in a derelict attic in a three-storey empty building prior to moving to the place where these events took place. I wasn't interested in the supernatural. At the end of my first year at art school in Farnham in Surrey in 1985, I was lucky enough to be offered a room in a very dilapidated flat. Finding anywhere affordable in ultra-posh Farnham was absolute gold dust. The flat had a fantastic pedigree as a student home. It was the upper story of a detached building on a main road above a tiny transport cafe and car showroom. Though it was quite an ugly building, resembling a rendered concrete block, it was very old and I believe it had once been a coaching inn. I had a fantastic two years there with my friends, but I was plagued by something that for the first year frightened me. It started when I agreed to swap rooms with a very down-to-earth flatmate, who said she felt depressed in her room. From that time I was disturbed by vague noises, rustling, bumping, scratching, and mechanical ticking that came from every corner of my room. The disturbing thing about these noises was the sense of deliberation. For instance, a digital clock that would start to tick, which was impossible. The noises seemed choreographed to attract my attention. To begin with, they would typically start up when I finished work for the evening and prepared for bed, but always wide awake and alert. I would usually go through the usual, it's just my imagination, thoughts. I would climb into bed, keeping the light on. There would be a pause and then the clock would start to tick again. If I got out of bed and looked at it, it would stop. Back into bed, a pause, and it would start again. I did endless experiments, such as inviting friends to listen to it. I replaced it with another clock and it happened again. The noises were not caused by mice, rats, or death watch beetles, pipes, or relayed sounds from other rooms, all of which I had experienced in other places. The sounds could come out of a coat, an empty corner of the room, or my paint box. When I walked towards the sound or pressed my ear to the wall, the sound would start up somewhere else. This repeated night after night. The noises never woke me up at this time. The trouble was getting to sleep at all. I never got a sense of evil, but felt the timing of the sounds indicated that whatever was causing them was somehow aware of me, and the implication was quite scary. I contacted the previous tenants who had lived there for over 10 years, and they said there was a ghost, but it was a friendly one and they hadn't mentioned it as we were quite young art students and they didn't want to frighten us. I wasn't very reassured